Do you love sapphic fake dating romances? Well, Iris Kelly Doesn't Date by Ashley Herring Blake is going to give you all the feels for reals. Welcome to While You Are Reading, a podcast for contemporary romance readers. I'm your host, USA Today bestselling romance author, Lisa Daly. On today's show, we are going to be talking with Ashley Herring Blake about her couldn't put it down new sapphic fake dating rom-com, Iris Kelly Doesn't Date. Today, we have Ashley Herring Blake, and we are going to be talking today about her brand new book, Iris Kelly Doesn't Date, which I absolutely loved. Ashley is an award winning author who loves coffee, cats, melancholy songs, and happy books. She's the author of the adult romance novels Delilah Green Doesn't Care, Astrid Parker Doesn't Fall, and her latest, Iris Kelly Doesn't Date. She lives in a very tiny island off the coast of Georgia with her family and you can find out more at ashleyherringblake.com. I thought it was so funny and so charming. I just, I love this book. So welcome, <laughs> Ashley. I'm so glad to have you on the show today. Hey, Lisa. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. You're so welcome. So my first question that I want to ask you is just for the listeners who aren't familiar with the series, could you just give us a quick overview of the plot of Iris Kelly Doesn't Date? Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's the third in a series and they're loosely connected. I mean, you know, it's a romance book, so you know they all end up together. But um, right. it is the third in, a, in the Bright Fall series. Um, and so Iris has kind of watched and championed all of her friends, her best friend Astrid, and then her best friend Claire, who was, got with Delilah in the first book. You know, she's kind of watched all of them find their find their love and find their path career-wise as well. And so, and she's sort of floundering. She used to own a shop that she had to close and she's decided to try her hand at romance reading. I mean, romance writing, sorry, romance writing, um, which she is successful at, but um, dating, not so much. And so that's the reason for the title. She's had a few heartbreaks in her past in the previous books. And so she's kind of decided, you know what, I'm not going to deal with this dating mess. I'm just going to have fun and sleep with whoever I want. And um, just not deal with all the messy emotions of it. Right, which right. Iris, just, the, just the sex, just the good part. Yeah, just just the sex, which fits Iris very well. If you have read the previous two books, you already know that she's, um, you know, she does what she, she's kind of a disaster by. She does what she wants. Mm -hmm. um, but she's a little stuck. She's written one romance novel and kind of feels like she has spent all of her emotional and romantic cash. <laughs> so she's a little <laughs> bankrupt. So she's trying to find you know her next story and she ends up going out and has a horrible one night stand with a woman named stephania it goes very badly um but then the, these two collide again when iris is trying to get out of her head creatively and goes to audition with her friend simon for a community play which is a queer retelling of much ado about nothing love um, love, love. <laughs> yeah and at that play stephania is there who go who is actually stevie um, our other main character. And um, she has kind of told her friends, yeah, my one night stand went great. It was so hot um, when it really did not. But she's trying to save some face in front of her ex. And so a little twist of a fake dating plot is born out of that. 
Love it. Love it. Yeah. Well, it was, I would say fake dating is my very favorite romance trope. And I think you did such a, like, just such a lovely, lovely job with it. One of the things, one of my favorite sort of themes in, um, in romance books is this idea of the romance novelist who either refuses to sort of engage in romance or you know, can't find love. And, you know, we, we see, right. And it's such a fun topic. I know it's a fun topic for romance authors, but I think it's such a fun topic for readers as well. And I'm, I was trying to think about like the, my first memory of a book or a film with a romance novel protagonist. And I think it was romancing the stone. And at the time I knew I wanted to be an author, and my favorite part of the movie was not the part like where Michael Douglas and Kath, what was her last name? Kathleen. Anyway. Uh, Turner. Turner. Kathleen. Yeah. Kathleen, thank yeah. You. <laughs> Kathleen Turner. I need like a bell for, you know, if you win the prize. Uh, when <laughs> Kathleen Turner and Michael Douglas finally get together, it's not that. My, the big moment that I love that I watched over, over and over again in that movie was the scene where she's having lunch with her agent, her literary agent, like for, mm. for the young aspiring author, like that just seemed like the greatest thing in the universe. And, <laughs> so, and so I'm wondering, like, why do you think readers love those romance novel protagonists? Why do we love them so much? Like the protagonist who is also a romance novelist? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't, I think it's just because it feels like if you are love romance reading, right? you know, I mean, that's how I got started in writing. I just loved reading. And I remember even thinking for a while when I was trying to write my first book several years ago, I was like, you know, maybe I'm just a reader. Maybe I just, you know, want to just read and not, and just like write about my reading or whatever, um, which would have been great as well. But I think, you know, maybe it's like kind of this for a lot of people who love story, you know, I think there inevitably comes a time where you want to tell your own. And, mm -hmm. and get your own voice out there. And, and I think that when you have a, a main character who is also a creator, whether it's through romance writing or some kind of art or photography like Delilah was or designing like Astrid or, you know, any kind of creativity kind of thing, I think mm -hmm. there's a part of readers that can identify with that because they're already primed to love story. And that's right. what art is really, is just telling a story in different mediums. Absolutely true. I think too, there's something as writers, as authors, there's something so compelling, at least for me, with a storyline about someone who professionally says, do this, or this is the ideal, but I can't pull this off in my real life. And yeah. right, there's, there's always something really fascinating about that idea. Yeah. So I loved Stevie's character. I found her very, very charming. And she has some pretty significant anxiety. And I really liked the way that you handled Iris's reaction to Stevie's anxiety and all, also sort of her support of Stevie in, the, in her anxiety. And I think you handled it really well. What was it, what was sort of your inspiration for writing about that? Um, well, I mean, I... I have anxiety myself, which I think a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, I think it also, that is also something I think comes um, with creative personalities. Right. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> I think we're all a little, you know. We, we um, are. <laughs> so, I mean, a lot, I wrote a lot of that just from experience, you know, just certain social situations, certain 
lack of confidence situations, you know, whatever it might be that Stevie was dealing with. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, one thing that I wanted Iris to bring to her that she wasn't quite getting with her group of friends and her group of friends is a great group of friends. They love her, but she needs to stand on her own a little bit more around them. Um, And that's kind of what Iris brings. So it's not like a, it's certainly not a, um, suck it up situation because that's right. not and what it's also some of the things that we can do. Right. <laughs> you know? And th- I think that's the thing that I love that you really balance that like the middle, the perfect little middle ground between suck it up and coddling someone like they're incapable yeah. of getting themselves out of the house. Yeah. I mean, Stevie's kind of used to, she's gone through, she's gone through just to give some background. She's gone through a, a breakup. She's only been with one. She's a lesbian. She's only been with one woman who is part of their friend group. <laughs> They have recently broken up like six months prior, I think. I can't exactly remember, but um, six months prior, I think they had broken up. Her ex is now dating her other best friend. So it's like a little group of four, kind of like the Bright Falls crew. And, you know, and that often happens in queer communities. Like everybody is tangled up with everybody. (laughs) Like very rarely do you find, you know, like we've all kissed each other. (laughs) You know, if we break up, like it's, we're still best friends or pals or in some way still in each other's orbit. It's not. You know, and that a lot of that's by necessity, the smallness of the community, and right. we don't want to lose those people. But um, so that's kind of Stevie's situation, which I think a lot of queer readers will relate to. But they've also kind of seen Stevie come up from through college. So they've known her. They've all known each other since they were 18. Right. They've seen Stevie, who's a, an, an actor, um, you know, kind of tackle the stage and with her anxiety and dealing with all of that. And so they have seen her fall apart many times, which, you know, and they also, they support her, but they also sure. are like kind of holding her a little too tightly and, and like, oh, let me do this kind of for you. Let me right. tell you ha- what you need to do to make your life right, right kind of situation. And Iris is more, I see this, I see your anxiety. Let me help you in this moment and supports her, but is also like, you have the tools that you need, Stevie, to get what you want and do what you want. Or if you don't have them, let me actually help you get them. Right. Instead of telling you how to do it or what, what to do. you need, what you need to do. I think that yeah. that concept is so relatable to everyone because we all have, um, you know, we all have that friend or we are that friend to, you know, who is like willing to swoop in and take over your life and yeah. reorder it. I myself have a tendency to be that person. And I have to always re- like, remember to like, just because yeah. I could fix this does not mean I should. And I I really thought you did such a fantastic job um, handling that. So as you mentioned before, Iris Kelly Doesn't Date is the third book in the Bright Falls series. And I I think that this world is now I'm like, oh, I got to go back and read the other two books. (laughs) But I love this world that you've created. Are you planning more books in that series? I'm actually not. This is the last one. Whoa. Yeah. No. Oh, that's <laughs> I know. So sad. I'm moving. I know. I'm moving on to a new, a new town, a new group of people. Well, I'm sure that uh, there will be just as much magic in uh, in the new town with the new people. But uh, I'd love that. I think it's so great when I mean, I've like I said, I've just read the one of the three books and I already got like such a sense of community and friendship. And I I really just absolutely love that. Well, it's a it's an absolutely fantastic book. I um, I really Mm -hmm. loved it. I thought it was amazing. And I read it in like a day and a half when I had a million other things I was supposed to be doing, but it was like, well, I really, I'm the interview. I really have to, and I, I really just loved it to death. 
every week on While You Are Reading. My favorite contemporary romance and authors and I trade book recommendations. I am super excited to do this with you. Yeah. I tell them what I think they'd like. They tell me what they think I'd like. And everybody's TBR pile gets a whole lot bigger. So yeah. as I mentioned to you right before we started, Iris Kelly Doesn't Date was my very first ever sapphic romance. Yeah, wow. So I know, right? Well, you know, <laughs> straight girl from way back. Not, and the funny thing is I have, um, I have read gay romance, like a number of gay romance titles. And I'm mm -hmm. not sure why that seems to be such an entry point for straight readers. I don't know if I don't, I'm not sure mm. quite why, but my uh, daughter reads everything, reads absolutely everything. And she told me about this book, Devon and Chris plan a wedding. Well, I was going to ask you if you wanted to go first and there I just did. So I'll go first. <laughs> so <laughs> okay. you go first. Uh, so my, so this book I have not read yet. It has been on my TBR pile forever. And I, well, since last year. And I'm so excited to read it. And I started it and I absolutely loved it. And then life intervened and I have not had a chance to finish it yet. But right. my daughter, who she and I have identical taste in books, she raved over this book and yours, by the way. She loved Devon and Chris plan a wedding mm -hmm. by Chensia. Is it Chensia C. Higgins? I don't know how to pronounce her name. Yeah, that's I think right. so, yeah. And it's... Uh, I love this uh, story that uh, Devon and Chris go on this reality dating show, reality wedding show, sort of like a plan a wedding in six weeks kind of situation. And they are, they are also fake dating. They're not really a couple, but one of them is a social media influencer who's trying to like raise her profile. And the other one's trying to find a really good way to come out to mom. And they decide mm -hmm. that this is the way to do it. So have, have you yeah. read, this book was huge last year. <laughs> Have you I actually read have read it. I love uh, it. Yeah. It's wonderful. Did you love it? Was it a good recommendation? Yeah. Yes, okay. it is a good recommendation. Absolutely. Everybody should go read it. Absolutely. I, I, like yeah. I said, I loved it from the beginning. My daughter had gotten sick, so I did not have a chance to finish it. But I love the concept. Fake dating is my favorite trope of all time. And I mm -hmm. just thought it was just the bit that I read was amazing. Okay. It's a great book. Yeah. Your turn. I'm excited. Okay. Okay, well, since <laughs> this I have a little pile here, but Woo. since you the first one I'm going to tell you about because you are new to sapphic romance is um Cleek Cute by Mara Wilsner. That's on my list. Um, yeah, so you definitely need to read this. It's a soccer lesbians, if you couldn't tell from the I cover. could tell that. Um, I yes, love the I so, love the title. I literally was just telling right? someone about that. Yeah, love so it. So cute. It's very cute. So yeah, you've got like a veteran soccer player, Grace, and a newbie. Um, who kind of, even though they're not that, Grace isn't much older than Phoebe, she started really young. And so Phoebe kind of grew up looking up to Grace as a soccer mm -hmm. player. And then she gets called up to the U.S. team. I don't know anything about soccer, so I'm probably getting this <laughs> wrong because um, I can't remember exactly. But, you know, Grace is kind of very reserved and stayed. And then Phoebe is just a complete disaster mess. And so they kind of collide, you know, obviously during practices and things like that. And so it's just very steamy. Also, lots of fun sex scenes. Um, nice and fresh and unique. Meryl Wilsner writes amazing sex scenes. And also lots of di uh, neurodiversity. There's some, they do oh. some autism, autism things. They deal with ADHD. Love it. Um, yeah, it's just a great book. Everybody should go read it. I have that one on my Goodreads TBR. And um, yeah. my daughter also loved that book. You said you had a whole stack. Do you want to like pop through a oh, couple more? Sure. Yeah. Okay, yes. All right. So this is, I will preface this book saying I've read it like three times. 
I blurbed it. So it, um, it is probably one of the best romances I have ever in my life read. At, like when people think like top 10, which I cannot usually pick like a book when I'm like, right. what's your favorite book? I can't pick a book. I, c- I might pick an author, but this book would definitely be like on a top 10. Um, and that is Regina Black's The Art of Scandal. Oh, I love that. If you have not I have heard not. of this I'm or read it. it, it is amazing. So the main character, I forgot her name, even though I read it three times. Uh, <laughs> I do Rachel. that all the time. <laughs> Rachel. Thank God for um, the blurb, huh? Yes, is married to a guy who's trying to run for governor. I think it's governor. And when it begins, she's like throwing his party, I think his birthday party or some kind of party. And she gets a dick pic sent to her from him. Okay. That is clearly not meant for her. Right. So kind of a mistake there. And and then he basically pays her a million dollars to stay with him during his campaign and kind of put on this, you know, you know facade of a marriage right um but then of course there's this other guy who is much younger than her and he um is you know tattooed and he's like an artist like a kind of a tortured artist kind of type and they begin an affair and it is just it is quality all right adding that also to the tbr thank you very much for those awesome recommendations yeah Will you be my book girlfriend? Would Iris and or Stevie make a good book girlfriend? Well, let's talk about it. I want to know what characteristics do you think make each one a really good book girlfriend? So what made, let's start with Stevie, who I love. I I don't know. (laughs) I just have such a fondness for Stevie. Okay, so why does Stevie make an awesome book girlfriend? Well, Stevie is very sweet. Um, you know, she is, um, she's very sweet. She's very considerate. Um, she is gentle. You know, she's just kind of, um, I think she and Claire end up being really good friends. <laughs> they just feel like kind of similar mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But also, you know, she's, she's willing to grow and she's willing to then go after what, what she finally understands that she wants. So, you know, I think she's also a person who, isn't satisfied to stay stagnant. That's kind of part of her growth. I mean, she right. is kind of at the beginning, even though she's not, she knows she's stuck. But you know, once she, there is like a whole kind of part in the book where she is like, has decided, I want Iris Kelly mm-hmm. and I'm going to woo the shit out of her. Right. <laughs> and so she oh, and Iris, because Iris is like, yay, sex, just I'm scared of everything. I'm going to, you know, just live on the surface here. And so Stevie's like, oh no. We're getting romance and we're getting in there. Yeah. I love so that. She will romance you and she will woo you, which everybody mm-hmm. I think likes to be wooed. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah that, <laughs> I absolutely love Stevie. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about Iris now. What makes Iris a really good book? Right. Aside from aforementioned uh, support of anxiety issues, what, right. what else makes her a good uh, book girlfriend? Yeah. Well, Iris is, she has been a favorite for people who have started with Delilah. I've all, I've heard so many people say that she is their favorite because she is the ride or die. Like she mm-hmm. is the one who has been there from the start. She will cut anyone who crosses you. Um, you know, <laughs> she is the ride or die friend, you know? And so I think, you know, I think a lot of obviously friendship things spill over into romantic relationships and sometimes yeah. there's no real difference there um, with a lot of it. And so, you know, she will do anything for you once she is committed to you. And she's just, she will get you out of your shell. She's that 
person who is like, we're going to go dancing. I don't want to. Well, we're going to go anyway. And then you end up having an amazing time because she Mm -hmm. knows what you need. She can be pushy, (laughs) but you know, there's times where that's good and times where it can be annoying. Well, I mean, that's it, right? If you, it, it can be really great. I mean, when you have someone, a friend or a partner who sort of makes you grow, yeah, absolutely. It can feel a little pushy or it can, you know, feel a little uncomfortable, but also that's, you know, it's what we all kind of need to do as humans. And I think that when it comes down to it, it's those people in our lives that end up kind of making the biggest difference is the the people that we yeah. have who really, you know, push us to try a little harder or to do something or to do something really challenging or just get out of our little comfort zone. So yeah. Love that. Well, thank you so much for being here today. You You are absolutely awesome. As we always do, everybody, uh, you guys are going to be super excited because this week we are going to be giving away a copy of Iris Kelly Doesn't Date. Yay! And you have until this Friday to enter and you can just uh, click the link in the show notes below uh, or you can enter it while you are reading.com. So thanks again for being here, Ashley. You're absolutely amazing. Amazing. And you guys should all run out and read Iris Kelly Doesn't Date because it's amazing and funny and just charming as it can be. And you will fall madly in love. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks so much. <laughs> Iris Kelly Doesn't Date is a tropolicious. It's got a ton of our very favorite romance tropes. We've got big dating, we've got only one bed, and we've got some sex lessons, ladies and gentlemen, and I think we're all on board for that. Okay, Swoonies, it is your lucky day today, as we do every week on While You Were Reading. We will be giving away a copy of Iris Kelly Doesn't Date to one lucky winner this week. To enter, you're just going to head on over to whileyouareading.com or click the link in the show notes below. Good luck. Thanks so much for listening today, everybody. We are here every Friday morning with a brand new episode. And you might want to check out some of the previous episodes if you have not had a chance to do that yet. Until next time, keep on swooning.